our next question, I'm going to have to maybe give a bit of um, background knowledge for this. So looking through the Quran, uh, it says that uh, God created three types of entities. So uh, humanity, angels, and then jinn. And then jinn, it's very, it's like very similar to the pagan entities of the uh, pre-Islamic Arabs. So our mm -hmm. question was, what are these jinn and why do they exist? And is it a remnant of pre-Islamic times? Yeah, so basically with Islam, there was the, yeah, you mentioned there's three types of beings. Jinn are essentially, essentially like spirits, but they're made of energy. So we can't physically see them. Like if you, people know about like different weight, like wavelengths of visible light. So Jinn exists on like a different spectrum that we can't physically see. They can enter our world. And as Muslims, we believe this is sort of what explains a lot of paranormal phenomenon. So people talk about like, oh, ghosts or whatever, like stuff just moving. We believe that jinn can interact with the regular world. Um, and they can take the form of human beings or um, other animals or anything like that. And as for like, yeah, the, the jinn were talked about in pre-Islamic Arabia, but jinn, like the concept of spirits or demons or whatever, it's a pretty universal human concept. It's not just pre-Islamic Arabia that had this concept. Like you go pretty much anywhere around the world in pre-modern society. It's in, even a lot of people today still believe in sort of spirits or ghosts or whatever. And this is sort of how we explain this from an Islamic perspective. We believe that they are, they do have free will and that they were given sort of revelation and whatnot and they're a creation of God. And, um, that's what I'm saying. But yeah, not all the things that the pre-Islamic Arabs preached were wrong. It's like all the pre-Islamic Arabs, for example, they did believe in Allah. They did believe in that there was one creator, God. They just worshipped idols as intermediaries to get closer to him. So that's how they sort of associated partners with him. So Islam basically clarified all the issues that were in their beliefs and whatnot. So that, like it does for everybody. So people might have, might believe things that are correct but they just might go too far on certain things. And so that's why God sends revelation to help us clarify and learn the truth. Uh -huh. And by Jin, you said like it can take the form of the humans or animals. By take the form, do you mean like the energy goes within them? Or do you think like, I guess someone on this earth is born with that energy innately within them? So no, it's a separate creation. So it's, there's human beings, like I can't become a Jin, like I can't like just disappear or whatever. Or maybe I am one. Um, <laughs> but no. Jin it, on this part, Jin on episode 12. <laughs> Yeah, your podcast is going crazy, shows. bro. Anyway, the um, though they can sort of appear like humans, and I don't know all the specifics of what they can do, but they essentially look like humans, but they can, but they're not like actually humans, and they move like super fast, so that they're because they're like energy, they can move like speed of light or whatever, and they're in the Quran like Solomon, the prophet Solomon, one of his powers was that he could control the jinn, so um he moved like the jinn would like move for example there's a story they moved like the throne of the queen of sheba from her palace to his palace like instantly and so he used the power of the jinn to do that um and there are good jinn and there are evil jinn as well so an example of the e an evil jinn would be the devil um satan we believe that he was a jinn that disobeyed god he was righteous for a while but then he disobeyed god and we don't believe in this concept. Like I know Christians have this idea that he was like a fallen angel, but we don't have that concept because angels are physically incapable of disobeying God's it's commands. Fallen. So if God tells 
an angel to do something, it will do it 100% of the time. And there are no exceptions to that rule. Because mm -hmm. by like by saying falling angel, it's almost like an oxymoron because an angel can't fall by definition. Yeah, it, by definition. Yeah. Um, so in Judaism, there's uh, there's like a similar concept. They're called uh, malachim, which translates to a messenger. And the, uh, yeah. the explanation for them is effectively that they represent different forces. So say one is represents gravity or say ignition so things like those like just natural forces uh could you say that's similar to what jinn or angels are in islamic uh 100 i mean we believe that god endows natural laws in the universe that are like physical laws and then there are metaphysical things so jinn would be an example of like a metaphysical being in a, or would it be i don't know actually i don't know like how you would classify that but they're basically things that we can't physically see. Um, and I don't know if they represent certain elements or whatnot. I don't think they do, but I, I don't, I don't know hundred percent for sure on that, <laughs> but that's, that's interesting. I didn't realize that there was, that was that concept in Judaism. Yeah. There are actually like a lot like of interpretations. Yeah. yeah. And like when we, when we had spoken with Mukhtar, that's like episode eight or nine, if you guys want to watch it again. Um, but we, we had actually like, we had asked him one of the questions and he had like asked him which question he sees Islam most similar to. And he had said Judaism and a lot of them were, were very similar um, in concept to uh, Islam, like a lot of the concepts within Judaism and even the parallels between like maybe distinctions within Islam, like Muhammad were more just, as we said, like updates to Judaism that were just add-ons, but still like the pillars were pretty much consistent which is really yeah, good, actually that's a good way of putting it uh -huh. yeah yeah 